Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 115. And I'm excited about this one because I'm quite literally going to spell out for you how to successfully complete your first 50K. This one is called the ABCs for first time 50K success. All right, so we're gonna break down the process of getting yourself across the finish line into these three steps, A, B, and C, and three subsequent mini steps underneath each one so that you can start to see the process of how to get to, or or, excuse me, get from where you are right now to where you wanna go. And I'm just gonna dive right in, but I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna warn you here that we're gonna go through quite a bit. So A, you might wanna listen to this twice, and B, you might want to take notes if you are in a position to do so, all right? So let's dive right in. The first step in this process is the A, and we're gonna call this one, assess the scope of work, AKA, what's it gonna take for you to run this race, all right? Because sometimes when I use the phrase assess the scope of work, people are like, "Mm, you've lost me. (laughs) So we're going to break this down. The first step in this process, I believe, is to do a SWOT analysis strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis. You may have heard me mention this before when it comes to the off-season RX program, but this is something that I think is really, really, really important. You can't just launch into something new without understanding where your strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities lie. It's sort of how people end up doing the same race, the same finishing in the same time, getting the same results, getting the same injuries over and over and over again. We're just, we're hitting repeat. We're not actually having a look at what it's going to take for you to run this race based on who you are, your current state, physically, mentally, emotionally, and taking steps in order to boost yourself to the next level. And the other caveat I want to focus on here is that this SWOT analysis shouldn't just be centered around running. So when you sit down to do this, I want you to literally take a piece of paper and write on it. You know, you could make four boxes or you could just, you know, make, you could do four separate pieces of paper. I don't particularly care (laughs) how you do this. You could do it on your laptop, whatever, but you're going to make four separate buckets for you to write these things out in strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And they shouldn't just be on running. Like, for example, for me, my strength, I think as a runner is that once I'm going, I can just keep going indefinitely. A weakness of mine is speed. So I'm really just listing out attributes or aspects of my running capability. But what I want you guys to do is zoom out and look at the bigger picture for this SWOT analysis. It should involve your whole life, not just running. What are your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, opportunities here to do more or less or better And what threats are maybe lurking in the shadows that are just sort of like waiting to take you down, okay? Perhaps one of those threats is like your tendency to hit the snooze button repeatedly, okay? So we're not just talking you as your running self, we're talking about you as your whole self. Like you might know that your strength is organization or maybe your weakness is organization. Like you need to like look at yourself as a whole person and not just a runner. One of the 
sort of deeper layers to this is that understanding that you're coming at this as yourself and not as a whole separate person. Like I'm not Megan, the podcaster, and then there's like a separate Megan who's a runner. Like I am one and the same person. So I need to take all of these things into account when I'm trying to figure out what it's going to take for me to run this race. So don't like segment yourself or partition yourself into these different people. You are one person, do a SWOT analysis on you. All right. The second step in this process is to determine your top priorities. Now, You can't do this step without having done the previous step, the SWOT analysis. So the list of your priorities will be born from the SWOT analysis. So really, honestly, you guys, if you're going to spend time, the time should be spent really doing your SWOT analysis. And I would also argue that it would be good to do this in more than one sitting, like try it once, save it put it away somewhere, come back to it either later in the day or the next day or whatever. But you need to really spend the time and be um, critical, but also celebratory of yourself in seeing where strengths, weaknesses and opportunities lie. So that list will come out of your SWOT analysis. And these are the things that you need to focus on the areas that maybe need improvement in order for them not to hold you back and keep you from completing this race. Okay, so you might have two things, you might have 22 things on this list, but you need to determine where your priorities lie. And again, this is going to be different for everybody. So my list is going to look different than your list, than somebody else's list. So I'm not going to tell you blanketly here that your top top priorities should be X, Y, or Z. You need to do the SWOT analysis. All right. And then the third step in this process is, oh, actually, I want to go back for one second. On that list of priorities, it may come up that what you need to do has absolutely nothing to do with running. (laughs) Like I kind of mentioned before in the SWOT analysis, you're looking at this as a whole person, not just you, the runner. So you might determine that your top priorities, the shit you need to do in order for you to run this race is actually maybe organizational, time management, um, mindset work, like things that don't actually involve you going out and pounding the pavement or the trails as it were, right? So just keep that in mind. So don't be, don't be hyper-focused on trying to come up with a list of running things that you need to do. These are top priorities, again, under the guise of what is it going to take for you to run this race. All right, now I'm ready to go on. So the third step under assess the scope of work is to backfill the gaps in your knowledge. So if you go through this SWOT analysis and you don't know how to fix or correct, or you're just completely unaware of like how to do something, you need to go find out. This is the part where we level up. So you can either do a bunch of research on the internet, just be careful of where you get your information from. Like you can ask someone, you can ask a friend, a family member, like ask a coach, like you need to backfill the gaps in your knowledge so that you can level up and address primarily these weaknesses and threats that are maybe going to hold you back. All right. So assess the scope of work, do a SWOT analysis, determine your top priorities and backfill the gaps. All right.
From here, we're going to move on to our next step, which is the letter B, which is build your training structure. And the first sub step in this one is to decide how you'll spend your time. Prioritize and schedule your time. I cannot, 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 cannot stress this enough. Some of you might be listening to this and you're like, I'm all good. Like I'm, I, I do block scheduling. I do my Sunday scheduling session. Like I do all the things. Um, but this is where some of you out there might be saying consistently, I just don't have the time. So right now I'm talking to those of you guys that are saying, I just don't have time. There's not enough hours on the day. Like, and if you're saying this with love, you're lying to yourself. Okay. You simply haven't decided that this is a big enough priority for you. Either this goal or this idea that you need to schedule your time. You need to be more time efficient. You haven't decided that this is big enough priority for you and, or you're using it as an excuse not to actually have to do the thing. Okay, so this could actually, this could actually be anything outside of running as well, right? You might be using, I don't have enough time to not do something, (laughs) okay? And I know this because I'm guilty of this, all right? So it's not like I'm standing up here on my high horse saying like, don't do this. I used to do this. And sometimes I still find myself doing this. So when you hear yourself utter or think the words, I just don't have time, That's not true. You either haven't prioritized and scheduled your time or you haven't decided that that thing is a big enough priority. And if it's not, that's okay. It's okay to not do something. It's okay to say no to something. But if you really wanted it, whatever it was, you would find a way to make it happen. And it starts by deciding how you'll spend your time. Like we there's this funny little concept that like we actually control time. And this might be a little woo for some of you. So I'm going to keep it short, but just understand (laughs) that you actually manage your time and you dictate. There aren't outside forces that dictate how your time will pass. It's on you. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about that in a different episode. So that's thing number one under build your training structure. The second thing is to... I mean, like, if you guys don't know it's coming, shame on you. (laughs) But the second thing under this heading is to follow a training plan, (laughs) okay? You need to find a plan that suits your needs. How do you know what you need? You did your SWOT analysis, okay? So if through the SWOT analysis, you identified that you need more strength training, then you're going to want to find a plan that integrates strength, either that has gaps in time or physically tells you, do this now, all right? Don't go through the effort of the SWOT analysis and then just default back to the same plan that you've been using year after year after year and probably for shorter races than this, right? What got you here won't take you there. So we need to follow a plan that suits our needs for what we're trying to do, the scope of work that needs to be done based on your top priorities that were determined from the SWOT analysis. Hopefully you guys can sort of see how all of this links together. And then the third thing under our heading of build your training structure is to be ruthless with your time. The prioritization, the scheduling, and the training plan aren't worth shit 
if you don't follow through on them. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times I've either gotten emails from athletes, I've talked to just people in general when they find out that I'm a coach and we talk, you know, have this podcast and talk about running and have run ultras. And they're like, oh yeah, I had a plan. I don't know. It just didn't really work for me. So there's like two things that could be happening there. Either you had the wrong plan, one that did not suit your needs, which goes back to our previous point, or you weren't following it. Like you weren't ruthless with your time and you didn't follow through. Okay. So you've got to show up and do the thing that's on the schedule, regardless of how you feel about it in order to move forward. And sometimes that's going to mean saying no to things that you really want to say yes to, or you're going to have to cut out something else in order to do the thing that's going to move you forwards. And this comes back to this whole idea of deciding that you want it bad enough to make some of those potentially difficult decisions, okay? So be ruthless with your time. Cut out any of the stuff that doesn't make sense, that doesn't feed up into the higher goal. You can push it to the off season. You might be able to ask for help um, from someone else in order to get whatever this thing is done, but you need to be ruthless with your time. Don't doom scroll on your phone when you're supposed to be doing your mobility work. (laughs) Okay. Not like I've ever done that. (laughs) This is a pot calling the kettle black moment here for a second, but like you need to be ruthless with your time. And I will say that if you, if you catch yourself, maybe doom scrolling on your phone when you should be doing something else. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just notice it, name it, get better at it and move on. Okay. Like don't waste time beating yourself up over this thing that like we've kind of been conditioned to do with this technology, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other black hole rabbit hole that we could go down. All right. So Step number two, build your training structure, decide how you'll spend your time, follow a training plan and be ruthless with how you spend your time. All right. That brings us to the final piece of the puzzle. C, letter C, create support and accountability. Now I was super tricky and was able to come up with three C's under the letter C. (laughs) I'm kind of just an organizational nerd like this. So the first one is confidence. Now, I just want to start out by saying this whole thing, running your first 50K, it starts and ends with you, okay? And for some of you, that might be exciting. And for others of you, I lost you because this is terrifying. But you have got to have your own back 24-7. I talked a little bit about this in the Tahoe 200 recap episode, I think the second one. But you've got to be, it's, you, you basically have to believe so hard that to other people, it's going to look like you're crazy or delusional, right? You have to believe in yourself, your ability, this thing that you're trying to do so freaking hard that people have to look at you and be like, I don't know where you're getting this confidence from, but like. It's crazy and awesome all at the same time. Confidence isn't just going to magically appear. (laughs) Like sometimes, like I used to think that that was like, oh, some people were born confident and some people aren't and I just wasn't. And that's not how it works. 
Okay. Spoiler alert. That's not how it works. You have to build it. And the way that you build it is through baby steps. And every time I say the words baby steps, I feel the need to relate this to, have you guys ever seen the movie? What about Bob with Bill Murray? Where like he's, uh, he has some, some, he's kind of crazy, like maybe mentally crazy and has to move from, uh, has to like leave his house. So it's like baby steps out to the door, baby steps out the door, baby steps to the elevator. Like this is how Bob builds confidence to get from inside his apartment to outside of his apartment to, I think it's to his therapist appointment, but like, this is how we do this. Okay. Through baby steps. And it's, you're not going to have confidence when you finish your 50 K you will have more confidence then, but you need to start building confidence in yourself and in your abilities right now by taking baby steps. The first baby step is going to do your SWOT analysis. Okay. Because you don't know what you don't know. You can't start training for something when you're not clear on the direction in which you need to go. And by doing these baby steps, one after the other, after the other, you'll start to build this confidence and you'll be able to see the path to where you want to go more clearly. You'll be able to take on bigger and bigger challenges because you know that you have all this evidence for what you are capable of behind you. Like, oh, I ran a 5k. I ran a 10k. I was able to hike. I was able to do 15,000 steps a day. I was able to accurately forecast how much time it was going to take me this week to do all of my training. And I did it. I did all of my shakedowns. I did whatever it is, whatever's going to help you build confidence. Those are the things that you need to do. All right. The second C under create support and accountability is community. Now, even if you are like me and you prefer to train alone, you still need a community of people that will help and support you in accomplishing this goal. This could be people in real life. This could be people online. It could be your immediate family or not, if they don't understand why you're doing this crazy thing, or it could be um, a built family of people that you just gather up and they become your 50k family. Okay. But you need some form of community to help you through the ups and downs of training because they're going to happen. It's not just going to be an even keel, smooth sailing the whole time. Now community could be someone to um, watch your kids. Community could be somebody to go for a run with you. It could be someone to listen and make suggestions when you've hit a low, like you're like, I just don't know what to do anymore, blah, 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 right? It could be someone to celebrate with you when you hit a milestone, right? We need to start building community around us to help us move forward and attain this goal. It's it's very, very rare that I've seen people that are able to do this alone. Okay. So just know that. And the last C is coaching. Now, what I will say is that if you really, really, really want to pour gas on this fire and just watch the thing go and just ignite and go farther, faster, and stronger, then get a coach. All right, because you can go through this process and you can attain a, a good level of success just by doing it on your own, a little DIY. But if you really want to pour gasoline on it and watch it go, getting a coach is by far the best way to go. 
Now, with that said, you want someone that you mesh with that understands your goals and objectives and most importantly, how you operate, okay? You need to find someone that you work well with. Um, And you also want to find a coach that's got experience doing what it is that you want to do, aka don't hire someone to coach you that's never run an ultra, all right? I'm a firm believer in the fact that you need to have, uh, you need to follow people, follow advice from people who have been where you want to go, all right? So under create support and accountability, you've got confidence, community, and coaching. Now, When you have all of these things together, guys, every single thing that we've talked about, right, starting at the beginning from assess the scope of work, SWOT analysis, determine your top priorities, backfill the gaps, to build your training structure, decide how you'll spend your time, follow a training plan, be ruthless, to create support and accountability through confidence, community, and coaching. When you have all of these things together, you will be on the fast track to successfully completing your first 50K, all right? So if you don't know where to start, start here. Start amassing these things, taking these actions, and this is what's going to set you on that trajectory. Okay, that's what I have for you guys today. I hope that you found that helpful. And if as you are going through this process, re-listening to this, taking the notes, like mapping out the ABCs of your first 50K, and you're maybe like a little uneasy about it, and you feel like you could really use some help or guidance, then I want to invite you to check out the special podcast episode that I'm going to release this week all about the new, 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 the new Run Your First 50K program that launches at the end of December. All right. That one is going to come out on Wednesday, that podcast episode. So be on the lookout for that. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon.